So back to your Facebooks on this day. You had Smokey from Friday saying what? Smokey from Friday. And what year is this? Uh, can you turn the cans up just a tad bit there you for go. me? Yep. A little bit more. Good? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. So I had Smokey from Friday saying, most people who died yesterday had plans for today. Better start appreciating every day God gives you. That's Smokey from Friday. <laughs> That's Smokey from Friday. And he's he's doing the look back over his shoulder like, the fuck did you say, man? Let me see it. He's doing that one. Oh, yeah, he is doing <laughs> that one. What? That is the weirdest meme. You didn't make that, I'm guessing. You didn't found make that. that. This was what, before. What year was this? This was four years ago, 2016. Okay. What year did you get Facebook? Oh, I had to have gotten it probably 2010. 2000, maybe 2008, 2009, in that ballpark, right around when I got into high school. And how, so this is when you're what, 14, 15? When I posted that? No, 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 when you got Facebook. Yeah, yeah, like 14, 15, at the latest, maybe 16. I see your meme, how do I cut carbs? It's with a pizza slice. Yeah, this was four years ago. So four years ago, I actually enjoyed pizza. Now all of a sudden. You don't now? No. And that, that's why everybody gives me shit for because I say that I don't like pizza, that it's overrated. You don't like pizza at all? I'm not the. I'll eat it, but it's not my, I don't know. Cause I think what it was, and I've told, I've talked to Eddie about this is that with pizza, when I was fat, it was one of those things that I enjoyed. So I lied to myself to a point to where I just made myself believe that I just don't like pizza. Yeah. Cause I used to eat pizza when I was like 10, 12, 13, 14, love Domino's, love Rusty's, all that shit. Okay. But then after just years of saying, no, it's not good. It's not good for you. It turned into... I don't like it. Okay. You're but, done with it now. Good for you. But I do like, um, I found some, uh, I think it's real good foods. They make like a cauliflower crust pizza and I'll fuck with that one. It's That one's bomb. I just got a keto pizza from Blaze last night. Ooh. And oh, you're fucking keto kid right so now? Soft keto. <laughs> soft I'm going keto? soft keto. I got fat as shit over the holidays. <laughs> fuck you. No, no, listen to me. No. It's different. <laughs> it's different for me. Um, I've got a body type where it just, it wears very poorly. And so I got out of bed the one day and I was looking at myself because now in this house, in my closet are just full length, my closet are full length mirrors. So I can't avoid myself. Uh -huh. So as I'm about to get changed, I just happen to catch a glimpse of myself and I'm in my underwear and I have, I had retired professional wrestler body. You know what I'm talking about? Where it, it looks like a guy, like you would have looked at it and gone. I could see when he would have been in shape. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck happened to that? Just and the it, old man that did steroids and then stopped and just fell apart. That's right. Yep. Just kind of yep. fell apart. Like my body didn't look right. My I, like my belly was kind of hanging over and my back was kind of just flat and it just didn't. Like goddamn son, <laughs> a turtle that lost its shell. You look like I looked like that guy who just goes to the gym and does curls for like <laughs> and and keeps eating. There's this guy back in my hometown because there's a lot of just goofballs back home. Yeah. And one of his things is he always used to say to me, he's like, long as doesn't matter how big my belly gets, long as my chest sticks out further, I'm still in good shape. You know what I mean? Because he'd, he'd, he'd go in and bench press. Yeah, yeah. He'd do curls and then he'd go home. Yeah. Or drink in the gym all day. And so it was as long as my chest sticks out further than my belly, I'm good. <laughs> that's how, that's how I looked. It's like I had I was starting to get tits, but and over a belly. 
Oh, yeah. I was like, all right, we got to do something about this. Here's the bad part, though. Uh-huh. That was 17 days ago that I switched to soft keto, which means I just stopped eating bread and pasta. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. if I'm going to go do something, I'll do it breadless and pastaless. Mm-hmm. I'm b- back. So it reinforces my bad habits because now I know no matter how, out of, at least at least as far as today goes, no yeah, matter yeah. how out of control I get for the next two months, 17 days, I'm back. You're a fucking rubber band. <laughs> so one time, someday I'm going to be 41. And I'm going to try it, and the body's going to be like, no, this is you now. <laughs> you have to stay, you're going to have to be keto to stay looking like a retired wrestler, not to just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's. Dude, that's one of my biggest. It, it's one of my biggest fears is that because I definitely bounce back and forth in between, like, in shape, kind of out of shape, in shape, way out of shape. Like, I just, it's a constant yo yo, pretty much. Yeah. So I'm just wondering is this going to be is this going to be the one that the it just time? doesn't come back from bobby kelly style your yeah, seventh yeah, fat, my seventh is fat. oh i love that <laughs> dude when he when i heard that joke for the first time that was one of my favorite jokes because i was like fuck that like that hit me that hits you hard because <laughs> <laughs> dude because i grew up super fat we you and i have had this conversation you yeah. got into a fight fatties, about this conversation fatties have it better than skinnies they don't and- especially growing up <laughs> but uh look at, look at the arms right now on you they look great that's just because I carry carry the weight. That that's way. what I'm saying, though. But, but that's you, not all fatties. When you were a fat kid at a high school party, no, you uh, weren't at a party. No, di- <laughs> <laughs> I was not at a party. <laughs> but this, this didn't happen. Truth be told, this yeah, no. It, yes, it did. I saw you as a wrestler, but that's because I lost the weight, so it looked proportionate. Because, right. dude, I was at like seven, eight percent body fat when in those pictures that you were seeing. But before that, dude, it was all belly and then noodle arms and then like big legs from having to carry the weight around. But that didn't happen, if I'm being honest, until when I started working in the oil fields. I, you know, started supplementing and doing like that kind of stuff. Oh, did you juice up? Yeah, I think legal it- juice. Illegal juice or like steroid steroids? Are we doing allegedly? Or <laughs> yeah. Well, can I be guided by my counsel right yeah, now? How, as to what how, to say? <laughs> how old are you right now? Uh, twenty-four. Well, you're, it's not like the inter, it's not like the International Olympic Committee is coming to test you. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe I one day the world's on fire right now. Man. Maybe one day USADA is going to pull back from. That's true. So, uh, yeah. How did you juice? Did you juice? It was. Uh, it started off with like I think I did like two and a half cycles. Of steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I did the juicing of things that either I I would do the research of what's about to be taken off the shelves. I was too much a pussy to, to go all full tilt. You wanted to do the deer antler. So I just jacked up my, yeah, I just jacked up my body for four years because there was yeah. this one stuff that I found that used to work really well for me. It was called Halivar. And they that t- just sounds. It sounds like steroids. Yo, that's right next to Halliburton. Yeah, that's too fucking. It is. It's a. It's a steroid, yeah. and you could buy it. It was legal, and then like every six months, somebody would get wise to it and take it off the shelves, and yeah. then Purist Labs made it, and they'd be like, "Oh, we changed the formula," and they didn't change, no, the they didn't change anything. And then six more months, and that stuff was great. And then right after that, I tried to take a pro hormone and started. To, my body got really weird. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I better just leave that go. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. Cause that's the thing that I noticed. Cause honestly, I think what happened with me is I didn't fuck up my endocrine system. Cause all my, I've been tested and all like blood tests. I like doing that kind of con- fairly consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So nothing's out of whack, but I also think that it, cause it does fuck with you. Yeah. Like, yes. like steroids in terms of like what, like everything. Did your nuts get small? Uh, 
Maybe because they're big t- now. I'm looking at them. <laughs> a tiny bit, yeah, they are. That's right. You put them out to do the podcast. You can only do one and a half. That's right. You know, but um, no, I never got any like weird symptoms. Like my nuts didn't get super tiny. I didn't get any of the back knee or any yeah. of that shit. But I also wasn't going insane. Like people, like Schwarzenegger, and like the people that are competing for bodybuilding and that type shit. Right. I was doing maybe legit a quarter to a half of what they would be on yeah in terms of i think it was like 800 milligrams of just um testosterone like the, the middle one because there's like cypionate you know all those other ones just like the middle yeah uh, life cycle and so it wasn't that much but the one that got weird was i did um what is it not anavar fucking trend Yep. I did a cycle of Tren. Trenobol. Yeah, t- uh, Trenobol. Trenobol, that's it. And dude, because that one's supposed to be for like cutting and that right. kind of shit. But that one got wonky. Like my mood and I was just super on edge. Like yeah. I'm not, I mean, you know me. I don't genuinely get that angry. Right. This one, I wanted to fucking fight yeah. everybody for no reason. Did you do Did you do your research to do the off-cycle stuff? I forget, like there's one name, oh. the, the one thing that uh, everybody pretty much takes. I can't remember what it is. I can't remember the actual name. I just know that it's like post-cycle therapy, yeah. that whole thing. There's you did one, that or you didn't? No, no, 100%. So, well, yes and no. So the first two cycles I did. Yeah. But on the one with uh, the trend, I just knocked that shit off halfway through and I just didn't do any post psychotherapy. So I think that's what, what messed it up a tiny bit. And but you know, that's also me just blaming my my lack of self control. Because <laughs> I know that I eat way too fucking much, but I'm like, no, no, it's not that. I fucked up my I, I fucked up it. my shit. As a matter of fact, I tried to corrupt you on the way over here uh-huh. because I love it's my one thing I don't drink I don't do drugs yep. I love to eat I don't spend my money on on shit really I love to eat and there's one place in town that's got an all you can eat wings that's got sauce uh-huh. and it's Hooters that, that, that's why that, that's, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the short little orange shirts or <laughs> that's the worst part is I know it looks like I just want to go see some Hooters I wanted to give you so much shit I'm, when you texted me I know that. dude believe me and I it's so hard I know no one believes me that I'm really going for the wings <laughs> they do have good wings I'll give them that and I'm not going to go by myself. (laughs) You're not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy. I've done it. Like I've done it before when I first moved out here and sat at the bar with Uh the other dudes who on a Friday are sitting at the bar at 2 PM and it's not good. Yo, cause that's cause I've, I've done that. And I mean, for me, I don't go sit next to anybody at the bar. I'll legit go get like a like a little booth or something like that or a small table, oh, and no. I'll do it that way. I never thought of that. Because, I mean, because if you go like the whole, like, because there's a certain type of person that's going to be there at fucking A very two. specific yeah, person. That's legitimately thinking that they got a shot with any of these ladies, and they're legit just going to, you well, know, BC or Cal State or yeah, Taft or some shit like or that. Or they're just lonely or just, it's just that, there's I a, don't know what it is, <laughs> but there's, there is something. Yeah. So, because that's what I'll do. Like, if I do, like, go out to, because I haven't been there forever, but when I have been there, especially by myself, yeah, just go get a table and just be right. Just, by the way, even when I was a single yeah. man, I wouldn't want to go to a Hooters to try to flirt with a waitress or some. It's their job to be flirtatious and all that. How and then I, you know what happens when you start dating them. You realize. So you've dated. Was, a, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like the mentality. Like, oh, yeah. like I, I, I go a couple steps ahead. You go with them, they flirt, you guys start dating, you realize, oh, fuck, she works at Hooters. 
So she's going to be flirting and doing all this stuff just to bring home some money right. and all this. And you're like, wait, I got in. I My whole life I grew up <laughs> thinking, how awesome is it going to be to date a model? And then I and, and now I do. And, and it's awesome in my life. But what you don't think about when you want to date a model is um, through the catalog of her photos, how many people in the comments have invited her to participate in a rap video. I didn't anticipate that. <laughs> I didn't anticipate that. You think you like I thought I wanted to date a model until I see this is a true story. I just told someone else about this uh-huh. uh, two years ago. Uh, a Philadelphia Eagles fan page started following her. I was talking to her on yeah. the phone. Yeah, I was talking to her on the phone, and she's like, "Oh my god, the Philadelphia Eagles!" Like, like I forget it. It was a big fan club. Uh-huh. Just started following me, and I'm like, "This, this why?" I'm like, "Why? Mm-hmm. Why?" And then I looked, and I found out that the Eagles were playing the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles that week, uh-huh. and so they just did a blast of Instagram models they could yep. find yep. just to see if they could clean up some tang while they're out here. And I'm like, motherfucker, I've been a Phil- I've been a diehard Eagles fan my entire life. Uh huh. She doesn't even know what football is. Yeah, we we limit our football to Eagles games in the playoffs because she like. Where would I start? Yep, and yep. it's not fair to ruin her day like that. Yeah. Yet the Eagles follow her, mm-hmm. not me. Fuckers. You got to get some tits, bro. I got to get some. Hey, you're keto. <laughs> Give it 17 more days. They'll be all over you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start eating again. That's the problem. I thought you were going to have a good date at a Hooters waitress story. No. It seems like it'd be right up Young Landed's alley. No, you want to know a funny story, though. There was one time I did go to Hooters, and I think I was like 17, 16. And this is all. No, I was 14. 14, 15, because this was before I, uh, for my first girlfriend. So I had no confidence, mm. but I had just started building up confidence because I had lost a bunch of weight and I was in the wrestling shape and all that. So me and my brother and one of his friends, we go to the Hooters down in Santa Monica. Have you ever been to that one? I have not. Bro. It's not just, bro. It's, <laughs> bro. It's not white tank tops and orange booty shorts. It's straight up bikinis, and oh, I'm talking wow. scantily clad bikinis. That's probably not good. It not for serving your food, but all right. You know, but you're 14. <laughs> it's great, dude. Okay, so and I'll have to find this picture. If I can find it, I'll send it to you. So I'm sit. So I, so we're there, and then my brother and his friend, my brother and his gay roommate. So I, I'm the only straight one there. And not uh, and yeah, the, you're, I, was, I don't know why you said your brother and his gay roommate. Because <laughs> your gay brother and his roommate, <laughs> <laughs> they were both homos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so we're there, and they're like, "Take a picture." Still with are, them. I bet. Yeah. Oh yeah, still are. And they're like, "Take a picture. Take a picture with them." And I'm like, "Okay." And I'm just trying to do the whole like, "Yeah, I got this. I've done this before. I do this all the time." Bullshit. So I go and I take the picture, and I took two pictures. One of them with this bombshell of a blonde. Big, natural titty, like just like the whole thing, gorgeous, bodied up, insane. And then she would like she was hot, but she wasn't like my type. Like my type is like tiny and like pale ghost skin. Good. Hey, good man. With like black (laughs) hair. Okay. With like jet black hair. And then that was another waitress. Oh, wow. That was there. So I took a picture with both of them. Wow. Both pictures of her hand. Wait, what'd you say? Hover hand. Oh, you were. I didn't even touch it. Like I had like a clear. Good for you. Six. In- <laughs> it that's was what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I know that's what you're supposed to do, but also it's like you look at the picture and I'm like cheesing and grinning. My cheeks are all rosy and all that shit because I'm embarrassed. And then my hand is an entire foot away from me. That's amazing. That's what a sweet boy. Oh, uh, it was. I just I had no idea what anything was going on. <laughs> that's fantastic. 
Yeah, they get down in Santa Monica or wherever that is. Huh? Oh yeah, they don't they don't give a shit out there. Oh, that seems like it would be a nightmare to be like the guy who goes to that bar at two thirty on a Friday. And then he talks about how the movie he's doing and producing and directing all that bullshit. How yeah. he knows you know Tom Hanks or whatever, like all that. It's not shit. a good week to know Tom Hanks, by the way. No, not if at ever all. if ever a week to not know Tom Hanks. Speaking of which, it was eight right on the money last night. It was what eight right on the money last night with the jokes. Oh, coronavirus jokes. <laughs> I'm so. I'm 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 always disappointed in our group. <laughs> I was surprised, but they excelled in disappointing me. <laughs> so for those of you listening, this is probably next week. By the way, Landon Webb, friend of the show, back on the show. Um, last night we made a dollar bet with each other of how many coronavirus jokes there would be at a particular show. I said there would be seven or less. He said eight or more. Um, there were approximately 15 comedians going up that night, and we hit the threshold for seven by comedian three. It was... Comedian number three. Oh, my God. <laughs> also, by the way, I thought the bet was once like a comic does the joke, that counts as the one. And it was going to be a per-comic thing. That's what I was trying to... And we, we even hit that one. You texted me after I went home to say we just passed it. Yeah. Tad, tad, hit, tad hit number eight, and it was... Dude, cause <laughs> we could have set it at 14 by your scale and hit it. It would have been ridiculous. Worst. Oh, dude, that one guy. These are my punchlines. Laugh. And I know that that's inside baseball for anybody listening. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the he way. T- he told he told three jokes and none of them worked. And he looked up at us and said, these are my punchlines, man. Yo, I saw it when he, when he shouted out something. Do you remember this? Did you see me look at him? I did. You, I wish you would. You and I both, like a pair of fucking Doberman pinchers, were like. I wasn't until you just said this right now. I wasn't a hundred percent. It was him. I thought it was him. No, it was. I figured uh, it. I figured 100%. it was him. And he, boy, was he was he about to get one? Oh, dude, because because it's one thing. Like there's a dude in the back, and like, and this is just pure open mic comedy etiquette for anybody that's listening. If you're going. We understand that you may have thought it was going to be something different, different than you expected. We get that. We're not the Netflix special. We're working shit out. We're also been doing this a couple years. So we understand that if expectations are disappointed when you show up, but if you don't like it, we would much rather you just leave instead of talking or even if you're on your phone, that's whatever. I've gotten to a point to where I start to just ignore it and like, if you know, that kind of stuff. And more maybe a challenge to where if they're on their phone, maybe I can like that kind of stuff. Right. There's a mentality I try and have. But dude, when people start talking, it's just like, what the fuck? Especially in a small room. Especially in a small room. God. But I will say, I talked about this on stage last night, and it's true. Before I went to our place, I just went and checked out a music open mic. And my God. Was it right before? Because I I I missed the setup. It was soon before. Okay. And it is, I I mean, <clears throat> the level of passion and the turnout of like musicians is mm-hmm. very inspiring and very heartwarming. But I will tell you the product on a lot is just because they were talking and everyone's been, everyone's said something that's made people laugh. So you kind of know how to do it and what to do. But if you don't know how to play an instrument or you don't know how to sing, yeah. you just don't know how. Yeah. And if and those people, a lot to learn to do it. <laughs> and those people all get together and do the open mic. Yep. yep. And so I, seriously, I was, I was watching this poor kid just it, like, just struggle through it and so nervous. And it was so, 
bad. And I, <laughs> and I thought I went there and I thought I'm just going to check it out and watch a couple mm-hmm. people. And by the end, I was like, this is too painful. This is too this is too painful to watch and it looks yeah. like there were a lot of young people there too so I was, I figured it was only going to stay kind of that same throughout yeah. which is yeah, dude, the the way that you presented that and talked about it last night was fucking. And then the song that you chose. <laughs> who is that's uh, that's not Third Eye Blind, is it? I have to be honest, I have no idea who it I is. I think it is I Third Eye Blind. I know that it was fucking perfect. <laughs> it was hilarious. I don't know what song he was singing, but his voice was cracking as though he was singing. And then, oh man, wish you'd step, step back, back from, from that ledge, ledge my, my friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, one of one of my old favorite movies was Bruce Almighty. Do you remember that scene from that? Yes. Jim Carrey, he's singing that song, and then after he gets done, just bow and chest kicks the lady back into the back into the room. I don't remember he, that he's, part. He's trying to like maybe not chest kick, but just like pretty much like shoves her or throws her back in, and it's very aggressive how he does it. Oh yeah, that's right. And I thought it was a guy, a guy, girl. It was either Luis, way. It was Luis Guzmo. <laughs> It was Luis Guzman is that guy. He's that guy. He's the guy from Anger Management and the guy from Waiting. You, ever, you know who I'm talking about, right? I'm picturing. At least I didn't get my aunt pregnant in yep, yep, Anger yep, Management. Yep, that guy. Yep, I think yep. that's who it is. No, it's, maybe it's not. He's I think the guy I just with, the, made that with the earrings, right? That's always like yeah. the questionably, is he gay? Is he the gay friend or is he just that, you know? I think I just made up that it's Luis Guzman. Either way, it's yeah. a hilarious scene. And so when you were doing that, like picturing like what you were doing and oh. also having that reference and that it was it was fantastic nice but um dude i got a question for you has this ever happened to you so you're on stage and you're doing something and then somebody says something and you hear them and you even repeat what they say but you heard them wrong I and mean, they don't correct you and you just go with it and then some people in the audience go along because they heard what you heard, but majority of the audience is like, "What's going on?" That's not. Have you ever had that happen to you? I have uh, a version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A version of that. Um, <coughs> if you want to tell me yours, go ahead, and I'll tell you mine. So the other day, uh, it was either it was last Tuesday or last Thursday at the Quip, which twenty one oh six Q Street. Uh, shout out. He's to Eddie. gotten enough. He's gotten enough. That's it. <laughs> We got seats to fill, bro. That's it. That's it. Uh, he and I, he, he and I had it out on Wednesday because I introduced him and I, I gave him this big glow. And this guy has been your music man. He just opened a comedy club. It's amazing. You got to check it out. Twenty one oh six Q Street. You got to go check it out sometime. Give it up for Eddie Molina. And everybody claps. He does a set. And when he gets off, I go to shake his hand, and he leans into my face as I shake his hand. And he goes, "March Madness show, March twenty eighth." and then i went on stage and didn't say that and then when i came off he walked from the music over to me in the back of the room as a like him about to go like hey you didn't tell him march madness show just letting you know this i mean (laughs) i was like motherfucker i have a a show in there i have a show in there on march 21st in that room (laughs) in that room that i didn't say anything about Oh man! That's so hilarious. anyway, he's <laughs> March twenty eighth, March Madness, yeah. <laughs> and March twenty first at Tumblr. Yeah. Oh, Jer- Jerry's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday nights, Jerry's Pizza after the quip. 
<laughs> so sorry, he's got yeah, uh, yeah, something died. about the quip. Okay, so I'm at the quip, and I'm on stage. 2106 Q Street. Hell yeah. Every Tuesday starts at 7, Thursday starts at 8. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, that royally pissed me off for like the last two weeks, showing up, showing up at 6.30 to yeah. sign up. Yeah. And then I'm just sitting there for an hour and yeah. a half. And then I think the week before we started at like 8.20, 8.30, fucking Austin, get your shit together. I still love you, though. But Austin's the one hosting the Thursday oh, one, so I'm I just giving you. him shit. I see. Because the way that he does it is pretty – if you're running the night, you're running the night. It's yours. Yeah. Like you, all that. So I'm there, and I'm doing my set, and then I'm just kind of um, opening up with some stuff that happened in the room, just talking shit, that kind of stuff. And then one of the guys um, – He's a newer comic, and I think it was like a second time up, uh, second or third time up last week. But he had said something, and I had like conversated with him back and forth, and he like just got really like awkward, and then everybody else kind of got awkward, and it was something about like his dad, mm. and I I asked him, and I was like, you know what? Like I sat down, and, like not sat down, but I, I I would like pause for a bit, and I was like, you know what, man? I'm just gonna ask it anyways. Like, oh, because that's what it was. The set that he did, he was doing, like, a talking conversation back and forth, and he did, like, the female voice extremely well. And okay. it was a play on how new comics practice their stuff. And so I just pictured him in the bathroom doing that to himself in the mirror, and his dad's like, what the fuck's going on in there? Like, what, what's my son doing? Yeah. And then he got awkward when I mentioned the dad, and then I was like, okay, I got to ask, you know, what's going on? Like, like, what's up with your dad? And then he's, what he said is he's a pastor. Okay. What I heard is he's passed. Like oh. he died. Yeah. And then I just like, I bust, like it, it just turned into this whole thing to where I thought that's what he said. So yeah. I was just playing off that. And I even said like, rest in peace or some shit. And it was like, I was having a good time. And then when I got off, I realized like, wait, like he wasn't dead. Yeah, he's just a pastor. Why would that make him awkward that his dad was a pastor? I, I have no idea. He should have just lied and said his dad's dead for the sake of the bit. <laughs> you know when you're trying to help someone's crowd work? No, because nobody, nobody even said anything. I didn't mention it again. Like, right. It just, he was just quiet. Although I did, have, I, I did have something yesterday as well where I was talking about, I was doing a bit about weddings and talking about the father or the bride at a wedding. And, Which, by the way, I love that uh, girl in the front row, who's who's also doing comedy now too. Mm -hmm. She had she was married and and got divorced, so, and so yeah, and so I was pointing out as like I don't many people do, but <laughs> as I was telling my story, I was point like I was kind of I'd kind of my hand towards her, saying like I don't know if you remember what your dad was like at your wedding. And she and she, she uh, apparently he apparently was not in her life, and so. <laughs> So <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite. I know things. what he wasn't doing at my wedding, Chris. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things with stand up, especially with like crowd work or even like just involving the crowd is it's like it could go one of two ways. And it's what, what, are, you, what are you shaking your head over there for? Like, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah what I mean, like if somebody in the crowd's like my actually my dad's dead. Well, you know what? Just no, I know. But that's what I'm saying is that it's like. Like it could like it could go one way or it could go another, right. and then also the hat like you f figure it out. Stupid! It's that, a very very that thing. Right. <laughs> I don't know how to use a parachute. You're, the ground's coming. You figure go. it out. Yeah. So I, I like that aspect of it. Here's uh, a, an audience and I had a good laugh together one time. I was just riffing. I had no 
I was just kind of, I had an idea about something and was just kind of talking through it. I had no structure, was just talking through it, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I was in the middle, for some reason, the movie The Green, and I, and I, this came up, I forget what it was about, and I, and I was going, who's that, who's that guy, what was that guy in the Green Mile, and no one in the crowd, full crowd, it was like 70 people, yeah. no one in the crowd, this was at Rocket Shop, knew who it was, and I was like, who's that guy in the Green Mile, and I went, oh, uh, Ving Rhames. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I go through the whole bit, and it's over. I get off stage, and as as I come off, the host goes up and is kind of putting the room back together. And I realize off stage that it's not Ving Rhames uh-huh. that was in the Green Mile. It uh-huh. was Michael Clark Duncan, uh-huh. who looks nothing like Ving Rhames at all. They just happen to be two gigantic black men. <laughs> and then I said it out loud. Because while I realized that 70 other people just thought two gigantic black men were the same person as well. So we had yeah. a good, funny, you, we're all we're all <coughs> terrible racial people tonight in That's this room. Hilarious. I had a fuck up the other night over at uh, Great Change. And you know Titus, right? I do. And he was, for, so. But they don't. But Titus is a very large, big black man. There you go. And then the other guy that I'm going to tell you about is a very much smaller black man. Oh, okay. And I, I I was going through it and then like Titus, he had like chirped up or said something. So I told him, I told him, shut up. And then like he chirped up later and then I told him, shut up. And instead of calling him Titus, I said, shut up, Tyson. And I called him Tyson. Oh, that, that's yeah, close yeah. enough though. But so, and then it was one of those things to where it was just, but. Well, speaking of, speaking of Tyson, uh-huh. uh, another black gentleman, great, great friend of the comedy scene here. Mm-hmm. Um, we were... <laughs> We were at a party at Eddie's house, and Tyson was there, and my girlfriend, it was dark out, and my girlfriend is standing behind him and uh-huh. trying to get his attention, and she's going, Curtis! <laughs> like, like, Curtis! She's saying it, she's, at this point, this is, in the, this is like long into a party, so we've all yeah. had drinks. Yeah. She's indignant at this point because she thinks he's ignoring her. Curtis! Oh, my. God, was it Curtis? That's hilarious. Finally, he turned. Finally, he turned around. He's like, "Are you talking to me?" <laughs> yeah, Curtis, I'm mm-hmm. talking to you. That's hilarious. So you're how old now? 24. And you're two years into comedy. Yeah, going on two years. You're going on two years. Yeah. And last time you were on this, you were within your first year. Yeah, I think so. It was. It was either it was either just within or just out of it. I can I can look this up really quick and find out when you were on it. It's but been it's you've traveled a long road since then. It has been it's been a road. It's been a road. <laughs> it's been a road. You're you're in the matrix now. It's been it's been fun. There's also been times to where it's like, the fuck are we doing here? That certainly <laughs> that certainly happens. It was January tenth, two thousand nineteen. It's been more than a year. Jesus Christ. Title Oh Granny's really spry. Damn. <clears throat> Landon Webb joins me to discuss first bombs, the spoils of a good scene, bombing on podcasts, how his innocent yet country pop bad boy. Look, lands him in sticky situations. That's when you used to bang wives. <laughs> no, no. It was not wise, you fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, 
And if it was, I didn't know that they were married. So that's yeah. not my fault. <laughs> Landon's, Landon's got a girlfriend now. Let me know what stories you haven't gotten to when you're sharing, and then I'll take those out of here. Just make sure, you know, it's not my fault that I thought that she wore size 13 work boots. Yeah. <laughs> His unofficial title is professional go-go dancer. We know about that. Yep, yep. Oh, the, my buddy just—my buddy was just talking to me on the phone about this. Uh-huh. How he listens to this podcast of you and I yeah. quite a bit because he loves hearing the story of us walking in on your grandmother with the homeless dude. No shit. Yeah. You know, I never, because I've heard people talk about that. How they'll re-listen to a podcast or that kind of stuff. Like, my buddy like, from like, Texas, like, Andrew Wardak. Shout, shout out, out! Shout out to you, man. Appreciate that. Um, but I. Like I, I've never been able to re-listen to like a podcast or anything like that, mm. even if it's like a good one, because it doesn't hit the same thing as like a song, I guess. Okay. Like it's almost like, I mean, more of the comedy aspect of it, to where yeah. like the like the surprise is gone, like right. the the veil's been pulled back, type shit. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, it, I think it's dope that people can actually do that, but for me, it's like can't do it. Heard it, that whole thing. But yeah, I recently. Fucking that happened that long ago, and then I recently, like maybe a month ago, started actually like trying the bit out, like like that. Oh, trying the granny bit out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, since it's been a year since your last time on, when we talked about worst bombs mm-hmm. back then, yeah, you compared to now, my guess is you would look back and go, "Oh, I didn't even know what a worst bomb was back then." <clears throat> I'd Have say you I'd felt th- more pain or less pain through? the occasional bomb definitely less pain really like a hundred percent because i think what happened uh, like the first year i think there was so much emotional investment and let me explain what i mean by that not emotional investment like to where like now i don't care as much about it or what it is but i've kind of come to terms and understood like hey it's gonna happen so it kind of it takes takes the edge off to where it's not it doesn't break at, at least you. for me it does, like is there because I'm trying to think back right now and it there's definitely they linger for you know like a day two days like that kind of stuff but uh, nothing that I can think about that really like sits like fuck that happened I can't believe that shit and even because it's de- it's just one of those things for me at least that it's I. It, it's going to be worse at some point. This isn't that bad. Yeah. I also pull my, you know, think about the, the better times and also the hangs afterwards are like, okay, this is like that kind of shit. Yeah. And well, you're part of, and I, I don't know how to, I don't even know if it's my place anymore to broach this with the newer comics because mm-hmm. included in this, this group that I'm about to explain is a lot of older comics too. Mm-hmm. I thought about we've got we've got a handful of new comics that have just started, and some of whom I really like and think they have a shot to get good, mm-hmm. um, including uh, that my the, twin, including your, <laughs> yeah, your twin. Certainly, I think he'll be all right. Yeah. Um, the girl that I was talking about earlier, part of the wedding story, I think she, mm-hmm. I think she's going to be really good if she sticks with it and like i said i don't really know if it's my place anymore but i feel like going up to these newer comics and going hey when you're at one of these things or even at a show as well i don't know if you've noticed but the group is is kind of kind of splits into two groups um and you got to decide which one is for you now everybody weaves in and out back and forth a little bit but you got to decide which one is for you you got to decide when you go to these things whether you want to get acquaintances or yeah. whether you want to get better. Mm-hmm. Because in any given mic, 
in any given kind of showcase, what you'll notice, especially at the mics, there might be 15 to 20 comics. Seven, five to eight of them mm-hmm. are outside, camped out, smoking, just being cool guys. Yeah, we saw that. We saw that last night. Pretending they're at the comedy cellar, and then you got a handful of guys who are in the room, getting better and watching what's going on with the scene. And it's always the same people. If if you polled if you polled the forty to fifty people in our comedy group and asked them to write it, who's your top five comedians? Um, all of the top five of them, no matter who, for the most, I mean, probably everybody would put themselves. Yeah. Probably everyone would put themselves, and yep, then the yep. same seven or eight people in the top five. There's yeah. there's seven or eight people that everyone would put in their top five. I would almost and then argue. Themselves. I would almost argue that they wouldn't put them. The the half that would put themselves in their top five are the ones that are just you know fucking off doing that kind of shit. Right. But the ones that are actually like paying attention. They'll, they'll say that they could probably hang, yep. but not put themselves in their top five. You know what I mean? None of the people who who you've... All of the people that you see dramatically do great things on stage in town and are part of that upper echelon is mm-hmm. from a skill set standpoint. All of them are the ones that are in there, mm-hmm. that are keeping pulse of the group, that are being respectful, that are helping out the younger people, that are doing all those things. All of the people who spend their time whatever the fuck they're doing out there yep. are the same ones that have been, even the ones that have been doing it seven, eight years. Yep. Um, you have not, have not gotten dramatically better. They're about the same as they were back then. They don't Ar- have arguably worse, arguably worse. They don't have basically any more material than they did then. Like if you've been doing this eight years and can't do a regional show where you can do 30 to 45 minutes, something's wrong. And I would even go as far to say 30 to 45 good minutes. That's right. Because any, yo, I can go out there and fucking throw out 30 to 45 minutes. Yes. Are they going to laugh? But do you have structure? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Is it is, structure? Is there a through line? Whatever whatever your thing is in terms of what makes it work. Yep. Because some people, the through line, the structure, the storytelling, that's not their jam. Yep. It's, you know, whatever it is, but does it work? And if you all, can't do that, then that's right. And all those hanger like hanger outers first, and and not really put much into the craft. A lot of them are guys that are complaining and crying right now that they're not getting put on shows and booked. And it's like, hey, if it were just in this town, you could you could probably go with the argument that you you know there's favoritism or it's political or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're not getting booked in any town. Nope. And other people are. Mm-hmm. The people that are and new people are. Yep. Like you're, you get booked a bunch of places. Austin gets booked a bunch of places. You know, Mark gets booked a bunch of places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's people doing it all over the place. So it's like if if Bakersfield's saying no to you, and Fresno saying no to you, and San Luis Obispo yep. saying no to you, and Los Angeles and Sacramento and Pismo and Paso Robles, it's you. Yep. But they still do the same things, and I feel like it's not my place because I don't know the the new people now don't really talk to me. Like we just say hello and keep it moving for the most part. But somebody needs to grab them and go, "Hey, you got to you got to make a decision pretty soon. Do you want to get quote friends or do you want to get funny?" I'd argue it this way because I do agree with you because it's not it's nobody's place to you know what I mean. I understand the want to because it's like seeing somebody that's about to pick up their first cigarette like for me like somebody's about to put chew in their mouth for the first time right and you're like just fucking just don't just just don't do it but i'd say it's one of those things that you got to kind of just let him figure out because regardless because i feel like this about it 
even if you tell them that and they're receptive and they listen, if that's what they were going to do, that's what they're going to do regardless. They may have weaved into the opposite side for a couple for momentarily and be like, ah, oh, this ain't the, this ain't for me. Yeah. And then hop back over to the proper side. But if you get them to keep from like hanging out and doing all that bullshit and, you know, not really respecting anybody. Cause it's not even for me, it's not even a respect of the craft. It's a, res- it's, it's a lack of respect of the people that the you consider people. to be your friends and your That's family right. and your coworkers and the That's camaraderie. Exactly. Because there's so many nights where, especially at some of these newer venues, the, the quote crowd is two people and the night sucks because there's only two people in the room mm-hmm. and there's 20 comics, 12 of them are outside and everyone who goes on stage complains about having a shit crowd and you want to shake them and go, hey dude, you're the shit crowd. Yeah. If you just came in and were cool... We'd have a good crowd. That's the whole point. Because that, cause, dude, if anybody, if any audience member was in there for two, three comics, and then they left for seven, think eight, they nine, were an and then they come back in for two, three, but because with what I was saying earlier is that it's just going to delay the inevitable. Like if they're going to be that people, if they're going to be that person, they're going to be that person because right. they may think like because because even like with me, like I had views in the first three, four months that I hold differently now. Yeah. But that's just because it's a part of the growth and all that. Yeah. But one of my favorite things is I was talking to you about this the other day with uh, with Gabe hosting. Mm. One of my favorite things is his background in terms. He has a, a background in like the hardcore music scene, which is very underground, very like like I'd say even more tight knit than even comedy gets, because the way that it worked for them is they had pretty much like an unspoken agreement to where if like a band goes up. And they were outside fucking off doing whatever. Everyone leaves. Everyone leaves. Yeah. Everyone leaves. And they get they get shamed for it. Because I'm even, cause for me, it's a weird thing. Because I don't necessarily want to shame anybody in terms of like, right. like just I don't want to bully somebody to be there that doesn't want to be there. Right. But I'm also not going to not say something in terms of like if people show up late and they still want to get on the spot and then they're just going to go hang out outside and then come back in for their bullshit. Like if I see it happen, I'm going to be like, hey, yo. The fuck are you doing? Right, you're gonna make me sit through your bullshit, or you know, because it's it, right. it's asinine. Everyone wants to be the comic that people come in the room for. Yeah, and when you're on stage, you want you you want the rest of the people in the room to check you out. So why yeah, why would you do that? And you wanna if you wanna be a comedian and do comedy, why wouldn't you sit inside mm-hmm. the comedy show in a small town scene where you're needed and the reason if you're one of those people and you wonder why you're not progressing or people aren't booking you it's because you're being passed out because mm-hmm. you Landon have been doing comedy for 2 years now mm-hmm. there are some comics who have been doing comedy 8 years who you've done uh you might not have done as much comedy as them because they go out to all these but you've seen more comedy than they've seen because you yeah. go you go out, let's say you go to two shows a week um, and you sit for three hours and watch comedy and watch what's going on and watch the people you admire and watch the people you don't want to be and watch the other new people. You've watched three hours twice a week mm-hmm. for a whole year. And even that's three hundred hours. And even if there, even if there's a person or two, if there's five ten minutes of it, like yep. you know what I mean, then I'll go out. You know, because I'm just I, I don't want to see their shit. They're not going to do. Because even for me, it gets tiring seeing the same old shit. Because yeah. that's another complaint that I always hear. Is that I don't want to do the same shit for everybody. I don't want to, you know, I don't it just it's the same people. I have two schools of thought on that. The people that are coming out, especially from the fam perspective. And the first school of thought is if they're here and especially if they're regulars and you're worried about doing the same stuff, 
you should be worried about it, but also they understand that this is practice yeah. and that you have to do this multiple times to get better at it. But they'll be appreciative if they hear a bit slightly structured different. If there's a new tag, if it's maybe switched around, those little things, because they're a fan, they're regulars, they come out to multiple events, right. they understand and realize that. And people aren't thinking about you nearly as much as you think. No. If they saw 20 comedians tonight... Mm-hmm. Ask one of them on their ride home what your name is, let alone what your joke is. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. I, I, I so because I've gotten into and, and the other the other school of thought is, hey, if if you don't want to do the same shit, fucking write, and not only write, write, but be okay with the understanding that you're probably gonna write seventy, eighty, ninety percent of it, and it's gonna fucking suck. Because <laughs> that's the thing that I've noticed, especially with some of the newer guys compared to the old guys is why am I hearing them turn out material and turn out bits? Yeah, do they bomb a fuckload? Of course. But after enough of those bombs, they're going to find the little gold nugget that's going to be like, oh, shit, that's fucking awesome. And you're just turning out the same bullshit over and over and over and over again. Every now and then you pull something out from a couple years ago, and then we all get happy because we haven't heard it in forever. But also, that's just a little, that's smoke and mirrors at that point. It's the same shit. But you get to see all that because you're there. But you got some grizzled veterans who, like I said, they've been doing comedy 10 years. They watch 15 minutes of comedy for a comedy show that they go to as opposed to your three hours. It's like, well, yeah, of course, of course you're not getting better. You don't, you're not seeing anything. And, dude, because that's also one of my favorite things, too, because I do this especially with, like, with Gabe, Eddie, Marcos, Austin. Pretty much anybody, but those those ones I probably care about the most in terms of because I know they were like, the newer people after you, right? Yeah, you know. So like, if I see something or if I hear something, and I'm like, oh wait, that might sound, I'll throw it at them. And then sometimes they take it, sometimes they don't. But also because I mean, I appreciate that stuff right. when somebody that I have respect for, and they're like, hey, maybe this, this, and that. Like you've done that for me multiple times, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh shit, because it's not. Because a lot of people feel like you're taking stuff. No, well, it's funny. It, you, we just, I just told you this last night. Is I'm working on stuff about weddings right now that I first, I first did a bit about weddings about a year ago that just happened to be after one of my buddy's weddings, and I didn't really find there to be much to it. I thought there was like 30, 40 seconds in there, mm-hmm. and and you sent me a text afterward that said I really like all that wedding stuff, and I just let it go because <coughs> I was like, I just, I don't think it's, mm-hmm. I don't think it's ready. And now uh, over a year later, things are falling into place that it's going to go somewhere. So it's yeah. like it's stuck in the back of my head of like, yeah, maybe something's there. I don't think it is, but maybe it's mm-hmm. there. And that was enough to let me explore it this week. And now something's coming out of it. And- Cause that's, that's one of my, cause even, cause even that, that's how I feel about with the, um, with, uh, the walking in on the grandma bit. Cause you did that for me. Mm-hmm. Cause there, I mean, you like, I'm sure you may not remember it or not, but there was like probably three or four times I had tried that bit, but it was always like, I put my foot in the pool and I'm like, ah, no, this is fucking, this is cold. <laughs> and I just pulled, pulled the rip cord. And then for whatever reason, the last maybe like month or two, just kind of like not thinking about it and distancing myself from it. It yep. just really kind of like, oh, well, maybe that, maybe that aspect, maybe like just these things were kind of like falling into place a little bit right. to where I at least have like a scaffolding to maybe build something better out of it. Yeah. And sometimes that just takes time. Yeah. It's, it, it, you and I had a conversation about, I think it was, I had a teacher that I wanted to write a bit about. And you were like, you asked me, are you one of those guys that you need time away from it? Right. Like you're like that whole thing. And I was like, ah, maybe just forgetting about it for a while. And then like, oh, shit, it, you know, it comes back. It helps yeah. out. That's good. So now at, at two years and 
two years in. Um, we recorded the last one over a year ago. Is there anything you look back on now of what you did back then, what you used to do back then, or what you thought back then that you're like, Jesus Christ, what was I thinking? Oh, back back then I used to give a fuck about everybody. Now I give two fucks about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's been the yo. We've been talking about that. That's it's been the, the that's been the biggest weight off my shoulder. Is why, well, fuck you like like why? It's the it's the pendulum swing. <laughs> it, at one point, it had swung too far. And I care too much about too many people, <laughs> and now it's swung in the, the other direction of like I fuck everybody. <laughs> Fuck you. Why? Because fuck you. It's not that bad. You don't own me no more. That's the funny thing. I didn't realize you were 24, by the way. I thought you were like 26 or 27 for some reason. But part of my joy of being close friends with you <laughs> and doing comedy with you is I get to watch what it was like for me when I was uh-huh. growing up as a young man. And it's yeah. it's. Man, <laughs> it's a process <laughs> because, uh, yeah, you are you, for uh, maybe not so much now, but about a month or two ago, you were like scorched earthland and like, fuck, every, <laughs> fuck everybody in my defense, freeing in my defense. Because I think that that uh, are we talking about the about that one night? I don't remember, but I just I just your general disposition I could tell was like let's burn it all. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Because I just because you know what it was. It was one of those things to where it's like here's and probably there's some some of this is to blame with blame on Gabe because he's got that kind of like don't give a fuck about anybody you know all that shit. Mm. But for. Because it, it's freeing, but it's also one of those things to where it's just like you start realizing how silly everybody is. Mm-hmm. Like even even myself included. Like I'll catch myself doing some stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? You fucking goofy, mm-hmm. just goofy. And it just turned into one of those things as to where like nobody else gives a fuck. Everybody has a strange delusion that they all fucking matter in any of this shit. We're all two, three, four, five years in in terms of like what comedy is and Six, how long it takes. Who's counting? <laughs> in terms of, in terms of, like the like the actual like length of comedy or what it takes to be anybody, like it's years, decades of having to deal with any of that. So we, none of us have really scratched the surface on anything. So it's like, why do we think that we're all so important? And it got it turned into one of those things to where I just got it started getting annoying just to see everybody act important or this like just like oh I'm better than because I I had a funny five minutes it's like who gives a fuck like <laughs> like it like do that like do that same thing times eight or times nine for forty five minutes and now turn that shit out every two three years and then say something about how you're anybody in terms of comedy well and then and even still then don't i know but, that, but that's what i'm saying right. it's one of those things like to where like there's an argument to be had if you get to that point to where you can do it to where you can start feeling a little bit of a way or having a bit of an ego but up until then you don't fucking matter you have a picture on a fucking poster who gives a fuck your mom liked it. I don't give a shit. I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is like <laughs> I feel like this is like 
seven or eight very specific instances that happened <laughs> that have been extra that have formed this new outlook. I mean, I know that I know our circle of guys, so I know how many times this could possibly happen. But yes, because I mean, again, it I is very specific, saying. very specific people. Not in terms of like I'm saying this based at them. Like it kind yeah. of umbrellas everything. Yeah. But that's where like it's like like it's the it's the poster on the wall. Like don't put your foot in the toilet. Like. Something ha- somebody had to put their foot in the toilet for that sign to say, "Don't put your foot in the toilet." Yeah, so it's along those lines, and also it's we're fucking <laughs> we 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 write down ha-has like that like that. I mean, who like none, you, of, none of us get paid for it. What do you most What do you most regret? What do you most regret? Uh, looking back at you as a as a younger comic, I regret that I cared about people. <laughs> Because you know why it bothers me? Because it's one of those things. Because I because I know within myself, if it's one of those things like you care about people, you care about people, you care about people, and then it turns into one of those you realize that they just don't even give a fuck about themselves. So it's like, all right, you don't give a fuck about yourself. I'm not gonna care. And now if I see that change to where you do give a fuck, yeah. that it, it's along those What's, lines. Yeah, that's the external result. You can never affect what's going to happen yeah. there you do everything yeah, yeah. yeah that's right so it was just one of those things to where i felt like i was spinning my wheels and i was like you know what i'm See? i don't gotta be stuck in the mud i threw that bitch in reverse and just backed out and drove down the lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah so from a time perspective there's only yeah you're you, there's only so much you can be beholden to people for because yeah, it was just a mixture of that and then also just people like because one of my things that i enjoy is i just enjoy doing things for people so I'm like, okay, I'm trying to put this energy and spread it out evenly amongst the group because we're all a family, right. you know, air quotes, like all that shit. Yeah. Like we all care about each other. But also, hey, yo, if I got somebody that actually gives a fuck about me and you don't really even give a fuck about me or yourself for that matter, <laughs> I'm going to take whatever I was going to give to you and just put it back it's into going somebody. Back in to, the pool. To, to, and it's going to be distributed to somebody that's actually going to do something with it. Yeah. You know, because I don't, I don't ever expect anything in return. Right at all, but it, you know, fucking what is what is the bullshit saying? A rising tide lifts all ships, or some bullshit like that. Sure, yeah, it lifts all ships that don't have Why a fucking. A hole. It does. It lifts all ships that don't have a fucking hole in them. I can't. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> a year ago, you you thought I was such an angry guy. <laughs> oh, it makes sense. And now look at you. Yeah. <laughs> now look at you. See what I mean? See what I mean with these pricks? Yep. Yep. I do. I can't wait to talk to you a year from now and be like, oh boy, they really were under my skin back then. The funniest, yeah, the funniest thing is it's going to be all the way out here and then it's just going to swing back to fucking somewhere in the middle. Are, these guys are all awesome. Is it? No, it's, it's somewhere. It goes somewhere in the middle. <laughs> and good day. Somewhere in the middle. Bad day. Yeah. That's where I, right now it's where I'm at. I'm somewhere in the middle. It's like, I care about everybody. I'll do time willing. Uh, priority wise what I can for people and for the group as yeah. a whole but it's not even for how, how it works for them it's for if one of the idiots in the group I'm going to be nice to you and, tr- and treat you good because that's what I do and then if it doesn't yeah. if you don't get it no. fine but yeah it's 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 a pain in the ass when yeah. you labor over it a little bit. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't get it yourself then go fuck yourself go, <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> but because <coughs> That's corona. A, yeah. It's Corona. Uh, That's two corona. coughs. Again. I know. Back to back. Yeah. Now we're a Drake song. 
What? He's got a song back to back. Oh yeah, he does have a song back, back to back. To back. Yeah, that whole one. Yep. But yeah, because it just turned in. Because I mean, that was the biggest thing. Because I, I just like it legitimately just feels like a weight off weight off the shoulders. It's like fucking like <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> it feels so good. Feels good to not care. Yeah, because even it also in a way, like. I've kind of had that not caring like bleed over into stand up. And I mean it in this way. To where I still care about what I'm saying, I still care about what I'm trying to do, but not to the point to where it's over analyzing it cuz I felt like I was getting to a point to where like I would just take something and just beat it with a fucking stick until it was just dead and just just again and again and again and again and again. And not even in terms of doing something, but just like a concept or an idea, just because I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted it to be this. It has to be this because, you know, I'm trying to be the best that I can. But just realizing that that you're going to have dog shit sets, even with good material. Mm-hmm. You're going to have good sets with dog shit material. And then you're going to realize Some that... Some people have Netflix sets with dog shit material. <laughs> and so it, it turned into one of those things to where I was putting less weight on the particular five minutes that I was doing on any given night because I started focusing and like not have it one as a whole, but okay, I'll listen back to it. And then I'll be like, Oh, that little thing that I said there got a chuckle from the four people out of the seven people in the room. Yeah. So maybe there's something there, everything else, give it another go, maybe once or twice. And if not, then if not, but maybe there's a little nugget right there and looking at it that way, Instead of, oh, they only laughed once or twice in five minutes. And, like, that kind of mentality. That's what you're saying. So, Not living and dying with every word that you... No. Expecting everything to be special. <coughs> boy, you're... Boy, you, <laughs> boy, you're jaded. You're, you're jaded like a grizzled vet now. It's hilarious. I don't know if jaded is the right word. I do. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know that you had a dictionary I in know. this place. Jaded. Do you realize what you said? You, you <laughs> probably not. You referred to the quote, a rising tide lifts all ships. Is, what's that bullshit line? <laughs> because you didn't let me finish. <laughs> what's that bullshit quote? That people because say? it's a, the reason I said it was bullshit is because it is very true. A rising tide does lift all shits, but all shits. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you have plenty of fiber in your diet. That's right. But it lifts all ships, but that's only true with an asterisk. Because like like the whole whatever like if there's a hole in a boat, it's not gonna it's gonna sink regardless of how much like the the only way that that boat doesn't sink is if all the water gets taken out. That's, That's the right. only way. So it's it's one of those things. Yeah. God, I hope some of those boats sink soon. <laughs> Corona should rip through. <laughs> uh, if only it ripped through the comedy community because we could we could afford to lose about twenty twenty to thirty percent. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't be, thin, wouldn't be the worst thing in the thin world. The, just thin. And also, out, they say that people with, with weakened immune systems, and we know how how a lot of them like to get down. So that's true. Yeah, a lot those, of those are, immune systems. A lot are of them are partiers. They very a, very weak. Had a good rest or a good meal in a long time, so it nope. could be on its way. Well, how long has it been? It's been an hour already. Has it really? It's, it's been a good bit of time. Man. Oh my god, it didn't even feel like that. No, it doesn't take long. Build- it's been a while since you've been in the saddle. I know, right? Altogether, you haven't been doing your podcast either. Nope. I think. What me- the fuck is uh? What's it called? Doing. Oh. What's the What's the sponsor? Oh, CBD for the people. Yeah, are they still around? Yeah, they're still around. It's kind of one of those things to where I mean, whenever you're ready to pick up. Yeah, because the they're not. They're like. Have their sales gone down? 
Not because of me. That whole. Uh, no, but I mean, so like you had I, a customer base. Uh, it was enough. Yeah, we we, we got we got lucky. We got checks. lucky. We're getting some checks. <laughs> but um, uh, with the whole vaping and the vitamin E shit that went around. Oh yeah. Everything kind of went down, and then they kind of they didn't switch over, but they also expanded it to. Which, by the way, this podcast is brought to you by CBD. No, for it's the not. <laughs> no, it's not. CBD for the people. No, B- it's not. B U B one five. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Buy your drugs <laughs> from someone in a back alley like a decent person does. <laughs> Dude, real quick before we go, I saw a video with the whole coronavirus thing. Yeah. And it was like, it said like drug dealers be like, like now. And it just had somebody with like a big overcoat and just Charmin. <laughs> and they were I having that. This brings me to a, a, a point that I want to make to any comedian listening. Stop it. Stop yep. sharing me. <laughs> You're a comic. There, there was a there was make a- memes, <laughs> make them. Don't sh- yep. I see comics that share forty memes a day. Make them. Do- yep. You don't get on stage and go, guys. Did you hear this thing that uh, George Carlin did this one time? <laughs> I mean, some do, <laughs> but they, it's not. They just res- don't give the credit. It's not respected. I've got <coughs> friends from back home that are electricians that make memes and jokes that make me laugh. Yeah. And then I got friends that are 12-year comedians that share those memes yep. and don't make their own. Stop showing me shit. That's make why, me shit. That's why nobody respects comedy. That's why. <laughs> that's why I stopped caring about all these. <laughs> that's why I don't give a fuck if your boat's got a hole in it. Right. Fucking good. But, so yeah, I did see the Charmin meme. But, a bunch of people. And also... With the whole making memes, just a little disclaimer: make memes at your own risk. <laughs> oh yeah, because I've I've had a well, this many. Brings us I've had to, a many of memes. This brings us back to Landon's scorched earth policy <laughs> you know, and the pain of watching one of your children grow up and watching him is that now. Which, by the way, the one that you're about to bring up, everything. I'm not fine. gonna. I'm not gonna bring it up, and I and I know it's fine, but Landon has now gone like Tupac on death row. <laughs> Landon, where every once like every now it's just someone's day. <laughs> he made a he made a meme, fucking with some dude, and and he's got honor, so he's like, I can't make this. I've got to share it with him, so he shared it with the guy. Yep. The guy shared it and said it was made by one of his fans, and so Landon just decided to fucking. <laughs> Take the but, gloves off and go. I'm not your fan, bitch. Look at. I'm not saying this because I'm a. Fa- I didn't make that meme because I'm a fan of you. I made that meme to fuck with you. That's what I. I wanted you to feel bad when you saw that. Not good. Oh, bad. Man. Which, by the way, just to preface, hit him up's gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna play hit him up to. <laughs> Please do. Take money. <clears throat> Everything's fine. I know it no, is. I, I know, I know. Because eventually just, you're going to have to see each other, and then you're not going to argue. No, of no, course him, you're not going to argue there. No, no, him and I actually like had like not a phone call conversation, but not a text conversation. It was like the voice messages back and forth. He loves those. Yeah, everything, everything's smoothed over. Everything's fine. So. I, yeah. yeah. I, but yes, make memes. You've had, you've had some doozies. You've had some good ones between the bingo board. <laughs> between making a bingo board of one comic's routine kind of lines. Yep. He kind of says the same six or eight things, and you made a bingo board of it, which is hilarious. Yep, yep. Um, the, this meme of, of this other guy that turned into yep. a bit of a hullabaloo for a little bit. 
There was, and then there was one time when you f- first learned how to do the meme memes. Where I feel like you made like forty four of them in a day one time. There, no, because that was me putting off laundry, and it was a solid forty five minutes of just making memes. And it started because I posted a couple of them, and it was just me. This is where the scorched landing policy started happening. Okay. Because remember, like they were all memes about like comics doing like the stupid shit that they do. Right. So it was just like. Ah, oh, fuck it. We talked about this. I, I'll, I'll talk about it and try and find them while I talk about it. But it was just stuff like when comics go up there and say, fuck the crowd, or they just say like, well, I didn't prepare anything today. So I'm going to like, just like, the, like that stupid bullshit that a lot of the comics do. And just pretty much says to everybody in the room that wasted their time there that you guys don't matter. You guys aren't, you know, even though you're here, it doesn't. Okay. Here they are. So, and it, I should send these to you and have you, have you post them on, on, do you have a page for this thing or no? Uh, I do. Yeah. <clears throat> have you post them, post them on the page and yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do that. And then I'll, uh, do <laughs> you want me to talk about the March Madness show with the quip after? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, just, whatever yeah, you need, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Cause they're all, they're all watermarked with the OIB I'll, podcast, yeah, I'll which post by the way, go check that out. Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. I'll talk to you in a year. I can't wait to <laughs> get out of my house. 